don't be chicken. You know, this sin is personified for us later in the book of Proverbs in chapter 9 as Lady Folly. And we have heard her call all our lives. But we are also told that her feet run to evil and her very life is in jeopardy. In our text today, we are introduced to Lady Wisdom. Uh, Let's turn to our text and we'll see what she has to say to us today. Please turn to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 is where we'll start. If you don't have a Bible, you can find one under a seat in front of you. And our text for today is found on page 527. If you don't have a Bible and you like this one, uh, please feel free to keep it as our gift to you. Okay, Proverbs 1, starting in verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long? O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will the scoffers delight in their scoffing and the fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently but will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices for the simple are killed by their turning away and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. At face value, this text can seem pretty harsh and unforgiving, not in line with the God of love that we are all probably more comfortable with. Well, if this is the bad cop version of Lady Wisdom, The good cop version is found in chapter 8 of the book of Proverbs. And there we see her using more of the carrot than the stick. She tells us in chapter 8, Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all all that you desire cannot compare with her. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring health and righteousness. 
My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. Well, Lady Wisdom is the personification of God's wisdom. So she represents God himself speaking to us. And she is not sitting quietly in some corner, but she is out in the world. She is said to be at the city gates. She is on the noisy street. She is raising her voice, crying aloud, How long? How long? This describes the heart of God towards us. This is what is happening here every Sunday morning in Sunday school, during worship music, in Pastor John's preaching. This is what's happening in community groups, at business meetings, every time we open the Bible. Lady Wisdom is present at all of those things, and God is crying out to us, how long? And he longs for us to turn to him and repent of our sin. Verse 22 describes to us three types of people, and I think there's value in thinking about them a bit. The first is the simple person. The simple ones are naive and gullible, easily led, and they can drift into temptation. Friends, we all begin here. But with advice from parents and teachers, like Richard described last week, we hopefully gain knowledge and wisdom. But if we love being simple, we fail to discern the moral, created order of the world around us. And the danger is that if we continue to be simple, gradually, imperceptibly, our hearts can be hardened and we can turn into the second type of person, the fool. The fool has continued in their disobedience, and as their heart has become harder, they no longer fear the Lord and don't believe the consequences will apply to them. This is the person whose conscience is seared and who doesn't hear very well anymore that still quiet voice. The fool is wise in his own eyes. He is self-sufficient, self-confidence, only wanting to hear his voice. He can't possibly be wrong, and if you don't agree with him, you're just not smart enough to understand what he's talking about. He is greatly deceived. But the father of wisdom still calls out to the foolish. My son, don't examine some form of conduct by its apparent attractiveness. Instead, look closer and examine its consequences. Proverbs repeatedly uses the phrase, in the end. Don't be fooled by what something looks like initially, but consider the consequences in the end. Because the reality is that there's an established pattern and progression between your character, conduct, and consequences. Your character determines your conduct, which leads to consequences. You can choose character and conduct, but not 
the consequences. Every choice we make has consequences. If they are wise choices, they are good for your soul. But if it's a foolish choice, it may initially be sweet, but in the end, it is bitter. So my son, don't be a fool. Don't be stupid. Now that is not a nice word in our house. But there's nothing that gets the point across better. It's just plain stupid. Think about things with the end in sight. What will be the fruit in the end? And you know, sometimes we know we are not making the best choice. But we figure it's not too bad yet. We can always fix it in the end. I'll tell you, one time I was fishing with some friends of mine on a beautiful summer day, and we were catching fish left and right. We were having a great time. And then we started hearing the rumble of thunder. We looked around and couldn't see anything, so we just continued fishing. After a few minutes, we heard the rumble of thunder again. But we looked around, and it was still a clear sky, so we just continued fishing because we were having a great time fishing. Well, this continued for about 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, a cold, hard wind hit us, and the sky turned black. You see, we were fishing on a part of the lake that had tall trees right up to the bank. And before we knew it, black thunderclouds rolled out from behind those trees that we couldn't see. And within seconds, it was pouring rain, thundering, and lightning. Well, we quickly decided we could not make it back to the boat launch, and we also realized it was getting very dangerous out on the water because of all the lightning. So we headed for the closest shore, which was right in front of all those tall trees. We pulled the boat up to the shore. We all jumped out into the water, and we ran up on the shore and took shelter under those trees. Well, many of you know that is not the best choice in a lightning storm either. But because of our foolishness, that was the only choice left to us. And we stood there under those trees, totally soaking wet, shivering from the cold wind, looking at each other, knowing we had made a foolish decision to ignore the thunder we heard, and we were just thankful that there weren't greater consequences for our foolishness in the end. But friends, this is what we do. We underestimate our sin. Oh, it's not hurting anyone. It's just a little bit. Alcohol, pornography, gossip, overeating, adultery. All of these things have physical and spiritual consequences. If you sow the wind, you will reap the whirlwind, Scripture tells us. Don't be a fool. The third type of person is the scoffer. Friends, I'm not going to spend too much time today talking about the scoffer, and I challenge you to 
look in scripture more because the scoffer is talked about often. But let me tell you, being a scoffer is a frightening thing. Your heart is hardened and you really just don't care anymore. Pharaoh is the classic example of a scoffer. And look what happened to him and his people. As a result of his scoffing, plagues, disease, and death were brought on him, his family, and his people. Don't become a scoffer. And this ultimately is a heart issue. Look at the words the text associates with these people. The simple love being simple. The scoffers delight in their scoffing. And the fools hate knowledge. But in his mercy, God reaches out to a rebellious generation. Verse 24 tells us he calls to us. He calls us sometimes with day-to-day calamity, sickness and destruction, September 11th, Katrina, Haiti. Do you know we just passed the two-year anniversary of the earthquakes in Haiti? And I heard it reported that they now estimate over 250,000 people died in those earthquakes. A quarter of a million people. It's horrible. And they still struggle today to recover from that. But these things push us beyond ourselves. And hopefully, they draw us closer to God. God also calls us directly through the word we read from the prophets and the apostles, and we hear preached from this pulpit. And this verse also tells us he has his hands stretched out to us. Think of the story of the prodigal son from the book of Luke. The son has strayed. He has squandered his inheritance living recklessly. He has been a fool. But when he finally returns home, ready to be merely a servant in his father's house, his father is overjoyed at his return. When he sees him from a long way off, he drops everything and runs to him. And he embraces him lavishes fatherly love on him, gives him gifts, and prepares a feast in his house to celebrate his return. How much more does our Heavenly Father yearn for us to turn and return to him? He has also offered us counsel. The word tells us we are encouraged to return to the stronghold that is the Lord, and he will restore us. And in Matthew, Jesus tells us, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. And finally, he reproves us after unsuccessfully trying to entice us and give us counsel. We are threatened with the fear of hell. Unless you repent, you will all likewise perish, Scripture tells us. And unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
God's wrath will be poured out in judgment. Verse 26 now really starts to show the stick of Lady Wisdom. Most of us would really like to soften this a little bit, but it's the consequences in action. Look at what is foretold. Calamity, distress, anguish. If counsel and rebuke are ignored, we will be like Esau crying out for a blessing. But the time is past. These words cannot be softened. This is the justice of God at work. This is the chasm between a perfectly holy God and the sinfulness of man. Listen, friends, there will be a time when the door is no longer open, when the knock is no longer answered. How long? How long will we continue in sin? How long will we continue disobeying parents? How long will we continue looking at pornography? How long will we continue in adultery? How long will we take God for granted? How long? God is not mocked. Finally is the last verse. A gracious promise. Whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. This promise is possible because one who is greater than Solomon has come. The New Testament reveals that this person is Christ. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and him crucified on our behalfs. This man is the wisdom of God, and he is calling to you. His arms have been stretched out, and he yearns to embrace you and welcome you home. So friends, if you are convicted by this message today, take the carrot. Turn and seek out wisdom. Listen. The voice is calling. Lady Wisdom has come today, raising her voice. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, just thank you that you have made a way for us through your Son. I thank you that you call to us and that your arms are open and that you long to embrace us as your sons and daughters. And Lord, I just pray if, those, if there are those with us today that do not know you, that they will listen to the call of Lady Wisdom and they will turn from the path of destruction that they were on, and they will become known to you as sons and daughters in Christ. And Lord, I pray these things in Jesus' name.